Okay, we are in Sefer Nechemia, Sefer Perekhes, Vayeosvu Pasukal, Vayeosvu Kola Omki Ishechad El Horachov, Asher Nechar Hamayim. And we are going to see in Perekhes, Tes, and Yud a remarkable shift of attitude of B'nai Yisrael. Because the threats are gone, the physical threats, the political threats, they now have the base hamikdash. They are now in an exultant mood of celebration. What follows is a historic tshuva movement and just a period of undiluted joy and celebration. So we begin in Periches, Pasuk Aleph, after the walls have been completed, after the enemies have been repelled, it's as if they gathered on one voice, one person, the street, the wide plaza that was before the gate of water, inside the uh, walls. It was, some say it's the Ezra's Noshim, of the women. Some say it is a plaza in front of the Beis HaMikdash. By Yomru Ezra HaSofer, first time, as we've said, in eight Prokim in Nehemia, that Ezra reappears, and they tell Ezra HaSofer, Lahavi Esefer Toras Moshe, Asher Siva Hashem Israel. They instruct Ezra, Ezra now is well over 100 years old. He lives till 120. This is his first appearance. They ask him to bring the Sefer Torah of Moshe, Moshe's original scroll, which Ezra was the custodian of, to bring that scroll, Asher Siva Hashem is Israel, which Israel has had in perpetuity since the time of Moshe. He brings it before the entire congregation, from men and women, and anyone who could understand, who could understand what was being read to them. On the first day of the seventh month, we know it as Rosh Hashanah. So now, apparently, we are going to celebrate the first Rosh Hashanah in the completed Beis HaMikdash with the completed Chomos of Yerushalayim. And so they brought the Sefer Torah to that plaza, which is before the Shah Hamayim, or from dawn to midday, before the men, the women, the the, those who understood, those who could hear El Sefer HaTorah. They brought the Sefer Torah before them. Vayamod Ezra HaSofer Amigdal Eitz 
And Ezra stood on a specially constructed wooden platform, Asher Osun Ladova, that was made specifically for this occasion, Vayamot Etzlo Mitfia, Vishma, Vaonya, Vauria, Vachilkia, Umase Ayimino, Umismolo, Pidja, Umishoel, Umalkia, Vahoshim, Vachashpadna, Zachariah Meshulam. He had six men to the right of him. He had six men to the left of him. We learn many halachas, by the way, from this parrot, and this one is a perfect example. They build a bima. The Torah is to be read on a bima. That's the source of the minha. You elevate it. And additionally, he has six to the right, six to the left, that they are representative, let's say, of the 12 Shvatim, but from here we learn you have to read the Torah at least, you don't read the Torah publicly unless there are at least 10 men present. Here he has 12 for symbolic reasons, six to the right, six to the left. Vayivtach Ezra hasofer and so he opens the Torah before them because he is elevated above them. And he proceeds to read it. They are standing before him, all the people. From this, we get a minhag, which is a sort of a machlokes today. Must one stand? when the Torah is being read, or can one sit, or is there a combination where you stand at the reading but sit in between the partio? But that's where it emanates from. Um, what did this have been hakba? This would have been hakba. What he did now is hakba. You opened up the Torah in front of everyone. That's hakba. Um, you open it up. Could you also, this is the source of um, Pisgah. You open it. And they stand as well, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly where they would get it from. And he blesses the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Shem HaGadol means he uses the Shem Havaya, which it is his discretion to use. It is not normally used. And they answer Amen, and they extend their hands upward, and by Yiktu they do this deep prostration to the ground, their face on the ground. So, first you have this question, uh, they have their hands upstretched in prayer. And traditionally, that was the way they davened. You davened with your hands upstretched to Shamayim. But it became appropriated by the Gayim, by the non-Jewish nation. And there are instances where when that becomes their internal worship, we discard it. And that's exactly what happens here. We don't daven usually on our faces on the ground. We don't daven with our hands upstretched. The Yeshua Uvnei Visharabya Yamin Ikul Shabaisai Hodia Masay Klita Azaria Yazavid Khanan Palaima Hodim Mivinimisa Omla Torah. And now 
Yeshua the Kohen Gadol, and the Levim. The Levim are charged as well with teaching the people the Torah. And the people are standing to receive it. And from this we learn that on that occasion, it was not only the Sefer Torah, but it was the Torah. They were taught the Torah Shabbat Peh, as well as the Torah Shabbat Tav. They were taught, some of Barsham say, even the cancellations, the trup as we call it, of the Torah. They were instructed in everything to do with the reading of the Torah by Yikra'uba Sefer Torah, Elohim, Mepharash. They read it completely. And they were taught it uh, to understand it, not only in the Kassiv, in the Mikra, nothing was uh, avoided or evaded in teaching in the Torah, from Torah Shabbat Tav, Torah Shabbat Peh, Torah punctuated, um, Torah with the Mephorshim, everything was given them. And now Nehemiah speaks, who Tarshasa? His name was Tarshasa. That's from the wine drinking position he had because he had permission, he had Rishus to uh, touch the wine of, um, of a non Jew, of Stamyayan. And so now Nehemiah, Ezra, Hakohen, Asopher, Rahalavim, Hamavinim, Esaom, Lacholaom, Hayom, Kodosh, Hula, Shem, Elohechem. Now this day they impressed upon them, this day Rosh Hashanah is holy to you. Al Tisablu, you are not to mourn. For Al Tifku, you are not to weep. Why would they even say this? Because Kibochim Koha Om Kishomom is Torah. When the people heard the Torah, they began to weep profusely. As uh, Rashi says, that they saw how much they had forgotten, how much they had lapsed. Um, as Rashi says, they did not fulfill the Torah. And so there was a terrible wave of sadness and repentance that came over them. And it, it expressed itself in just um, wailing and crying. And they are told not to. But they were they were yeshivas in Bovo, great yeshivas, and they were writing. I don't know when they were, maybe later, but right. But weren't they observing in Bovo? At least some of the people. Yes, um, there's an interesting parish here that they're going to see that they have a second day of Rosh Hashanah here. That's what they had in Bovo. In, in Yerushalayim, it was one day unless it was calibrated or as it was here, it's a calculated. So they think for a moment, we're really still in Golos. We're not in Yerushalayim, why would we have two days? They feel they failed somehow. And yes, the yeshivas were later. This, remember, this was the Golos, but it was still after 70 years. But no, they saw how far apart they had fallen. We're gonna see. Um, so they are told not to cry. Go now, eat fat, heavy, succulent foods, eat or drink sweetened beverages, this is it, send packages, 
like shalach monos la'ain to those who do not have enough. Today is a holy day to the Kodesh Baruch a day of joy. And do not be sad, and this is a very pretty turn of phrase, because the glory of a Kodesh Baruch that is your strength. This day is a glory, a, a day for Hashem that will fortify you. And the Levim are silencing and telling them, Shh, don't get overwrought emotionally. Hasu is a good form of anamatapia. Don't make a sound because this is a big day for the Kodesh Baruch Do not be sad. And so it converts the people's mood to one of great joy. They have absorbed, they have internalized the meaning of this day, the meaning of the Torah they've been taught, and they are now overjoyed. The second day of Rosh Hashanah, and this teaches us that that year it was a, um, a second day was intercalated because of the calendar. They learned the portion for that day. From this we learn and we're going to see that what Ezra instituted was each day of Sukkot you read a certain portion of the Torah. And so there was just a tremendous revival of Torah with the Levim and the Kohanim, Ezra participating. And now they come to the part in the Torah that Siva Hashem Biyad Moshe Asher Yeshu Benezro Basukos, that Benezro is to dwell in the Sukkah, Bechak HaKodesh Hashri, in the holiday of the seventh month, which we know as Sukkos. Basher Yashmiu Biyaviru Kol Bechorehim, and a voice goes out to all their cities that they're dwelling in, Yushalayim, Lemor, Se'u Ha'har, now go out and bring, and these are all suitable roofings, or the schach, for the sukkah. Su'or, Aviyu, Alei Zayis, olive branches, Alei Eit Shemen, oil of olive branches, Alei Hadas, Alei Tamorim Dates, Alei Eit Zavot, braided trees, all of these are acceptable uh, forms of schach. So now, what about Yom Kippur? Very good question. Obviously, they did Yom Kippur. They had to do Yom Kippur, but there is no mention of it. It's a, it's a very noble omission. Of course, it had to be Yom Kippur. And the people go out. They make sukkahs anywhere they can. Now, this is interesting. 
Ishal Gago on your roof, in your Chatseros courtyard. Uber Chatseros Menachim, and this is courtyards of the temple. Uber Chol Shar Hamayim, in front of the street of the Mayim. Uber Chol Shar Ephraim, before Shar Ephraim. Normally, we do not build sukkahs in the Rishus Harabin. But here, could be a Harash Shah, a once at the time thing, they build them in the Rishus Harabin. No, you know, it could be. They didn't have a Shusharabim. Only 7,000 people came. Shusharabim needs 600,000 people. Public courtyards, no? Public. No, it needs 600,000 people. There's no, no. You don't have a lot of people. You're saying they didn't have them? It's not really, there's no real luck for Shusharabim. Yeah. Right, right. But now, anywhere, anywhere they got space, they built it. Rechot Shaharim. They had come back, this is the first time since they came back from exile, they dwell in the sukkahs. Now this is interesting. They had not done a sukkah like this since the days of Yehoshua bin Nun. Now that's problematic, because if you do the math, there are 900 years since Yehoshua bin Nun to Ezra. So are you saying there wasn't an observation of sukkahs those 900 years? No, it doesn't mean that. It means there was not a sukkah of the intensity. There was not a sukkah of the Kedusha that there was that first sukkah since Yahushua bin Nun. It doesn't mean that the entire um, observing of sukkahs had lapsed. There was a giant, giant simcha. And we see they read each day a portion of the Torah. Again, that was something that Ezra had instituted. And on the eighth day, they make a special holiday, which we know as Shmini Yatzer. So it is a joyous, exuberant, exultant time. The nation is on an embarkation, as we're going to see, of a tshuva movement that may have been unparalleled in our history. We're going to see the continuation of this in Mirza Hashem. Monday morning, notwithstanding that for some secularists here it's New Year's, we are going to have the shir, 8.45 a.m., be there. You will not want to miss it, Adkan.